Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. everybody this is the fantasy brawl podcast and we want to say welcome to this week's episode it's episode five for us can you believe we made it that far we're excited to talk some fantasy football with you this week we're going to take the temperature of our fantasy season so far we're roughly a quarter of the way through the fantasy regular season three weeks in usually people play 13 weeks so that's roughly a quarter we're going to discuss a few things that have happened in week three and we're going to see who wins cookies and who's wearing the dunce cap from last week's episode. Our experts are going to debate over some players who may have started a little slowly. Will they get their year going, or are they still stu- are they going to be stuck in the mud for the rest of the year? Lucas, he's done his research, and he's ready to go. He's ready to win you some money. He's got his daily fantasy DraftKings lineup ready to go, and he's going to review that, and we're going to break it down and make him answer some questions over that. We're also going to look ahead into week four and see some burning questions that may have us uh, intrigued. And, of course, we're going to close out. we got only a few listener questions this week for our weekly mailbag. As always, you can send us your questions on Twitter. Our handle is at Brawl Fantasy. Or you can leave us a comment in the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Go subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. My name is Joe Gaither. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Gaither 6 But the real stars of the show are our fantasy experts. Joe Rosing, the main cookie winner from last week. Go Let's find do him. It. Yeah. Go find him on Twitter at 72strobro. And the DraftKings master himself, Lucas Berry. He's on Twitter at LBerry underscore 40. These guys do the heavy lifting on the show, and they're here to keep your fantasy team in the win column. So let's get started. Like I said, we're a quarter of the way through, so let's take the temperature of the room so far. Joa, how are your fantasy teams doing three weeks in? So my fantasy teams are okay. My money league, my main league with my best buds, I'm 2-1, and one, I'm doing great, and I'm having a great time, even though my running back two has been very weak. Joe Mixon and David Montgomery not getting the job done for me, so it's been a little tough in that category. Also, Calvin Ridley really disappointed me last week, and that was kind of tough. I still got the win. I still came through. Bears defense with that nasty touchdown right there really helped me out. Also, really appreciated Matty Ice still throwing picks. Dude, the, the final stat line is all that matters. It's not even like that, though. He's thrown like six picks in three games. The final it's, stat line is all that matters. Okay, yeah, he can throw for a bunch of yards. Okay, we're, we're going to talk about that later for sure. I already, I already know. 
it's going to be a weekly thing. Let's check in how Matt Ryan's doing because obviously he's not doing good. Okay. My fantasy teams in my other leagues, they're all right. I have a league with individual defensive players and pretty much my entire defensive unit is hurt, which kind of sucks. So I got to figure out what I got to do there. There's been some absolute studs on the defensive end. If anybody does IDPs, Shaq Lawson is off the chain. He has like eight sacks. And it's like not even. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. My bad. My bad. It's crazy. Eight sacks in four games. Incredible. Three games. Not even four games. It's somehow he didn't even win uh, AFC Defensive Player of the Week. But, well, it's okay. Other than that, I've been really enjoying this fantasy season. Joe Mixon has let me down, but that's it. Lucas, yeah. what about you? What about your team so far? Yeah, so in my main league, I'm uh, I'm two and one, so off to a, a solid start there with the Matt Ryan Julio Jones pairing. I know at the beginning of the season we said Julio, or I said Julio would have a better season than Devontae Adams, and you guys laughed at me. And uh, right now, Julio's having a better season than Devontae Adams, so I'm about <laughs> oh, to laugh you. at you. Okay. And my other league, I scored over 200 points, absolutely pulverizing my opponent. I would be pissed if I played someone who scored 200 points. Not much you can do against somebody no. that puts that points up every week. Nope. Yeah. No, when Rumpelstiltskin's your quarterback, he's taking to the promised land. <laughs> yup, yup. Joe, well, a, I want to hear about you, man. I want to hear about what's going on with your teams. I've had a bit pretty mixed bag. I have five teams uh, in several different formats in a very small family league. I'm sitting two and one, and in a large twelve-team league, I'm also two and one. So sitting in pretty good position in playoff position there. But my other three leagues, I've started off pretty rough, one and two, and a ten-team keeper. Not too concerned yet. Still figuring out my lineup, and there's still a lot to go. 0-3 in a 10-team, two-quarterback league that uh, is kind of crazy. It also has IDPs. So I got to get that figured out. I've kind of uh, got a lot on my plate. And then I'm all, and I'm 1-2 and two in a 40-man dynasty league that I've took, taken over a team that they told me finished sixth last year, and I'm tied for sixth Wait, at one and two. Hold on. Let's let's go back. 40-man, like, roster gonna, or, yeah, like, a roster. pretty, like, team league? I'm glad you called me out on that. It's 40 men on the roster. Okay, okay. I was about to say, like, that's, like, insane, dude. (laughs) Yeah, we had a rookie draft, and I've never exactly done that. I felt pretty good. I got David Montgomery in the first round and Daniel Jones in the second round. So I like the direction the team is headed. I'm Mm -hmm. still trying to figure out the format and who the best defenders are to score a lot of points in there. But I won this past week, got myself in the win column, and I'm looking to keep that going. Good yeah. stuff, man. If you're down, if you know you're one and two or zero oh and three, fantasy's so weird. Just just keep with it. You never know when you're going on a winning streak. You know you don't know who you'll beat. You might sneak in the playoffs, and at that point, it's just who you play and when you play them. So you also uh, never know about bad. injuries. Injuries are a huge factor that can determine your season or your opponent's seasons. Let's like jump into one of those injuries right now, like Absolutely. Saquon Barkley, man, like out for four to eight weeks per Schefter. And he's getting a second I'm, opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed. I was really looking forward to him having a nice, nice year being the focal point of that offense and, you know, scoring loads of fantasy points. But I mean, if he's on your team, you took him number one or number two. So this yeah. is a big blow to Barkley owners everywhere. So what I did this morning was pick up Wayne Gallman, uh, who y'all should definitely take a look at because uh, – very important to get that uh, second string running back because he's not bad. He's not great. Let's be honest. He's behind Saquon for a reason. 
and Daniel Jones has shown flashes, and he's they're playing a bad defense. We saw a mediocre at best quarterback kind of torch them a little bit last week. So what are we going to see from this Giants offense? Evan Ingram looked amazing. So just keep your eye on those young pieces from that Giants offense. Yeah, I mean, whenever you can add – Whenever you can add a running back who's going to get volume, you know, four or five weeks into the season, you got to do it. Obviously, you said Wayne Gallman, you know, he's not, he's not a star, but he's going to get the volume. Hopefully, he gets in the end zone a few times, and that's what matters. And uh, people should just also keep their eye out for who else the Giants signs. They have their eyes on a few names out there, and if Barkley's injury is a little worse than they say, then you might have two waiver wire additions to add to your team. Also, be ready for next week when Golden Tate comes back because – Oh, yeah. Because Saquon Barkley is out, Golden Tate's going to get a lot more usage in that offense. And he's been a solid fantasy player for like eight years now. So it's unfortunate that he was suspended for trying to have a kid. But at the same time, we're very excited to see this Giants offense young pieces like kind of gel together. And it, it, looks, it looked really good against the Bucks defense, which obviously is not that great. But we're going to see what they can do against this Washington Redskins defense, which also is not that great. I, I do have to give the Bucks defense a little bit of credit. Todd Bowles has done Todd Bowles has done a phenomenal job coming in there and getting those guys to shut down the run. That guy is a great defensive mind in the league. That's true. Well, they, they've been putting it on pretty much any running back that they face so far. Yeah. It's Christian they McCaffrey. Shut, they shut down like the calf. Yep, he had like five or six points in the second week, and they played the 49ers the first week. Am yeah. I right? They got a and, stable of backs. Yeah, and they shut them down too. So if there's anything they're doing correctly at the moment, it is shutting down the run. So uh, Saquon had a kind of a fair to, you know, pretty poor game, to be perfectly honest. Until he got hurt. Until he got hurt. And then Wayne Gallman really didn't show much uh, when he got his opportunities. So maybe playing the Redskins will be that remedy to make Wayne Gallman score some points uh, going forward. Who else you got on that list there? Well, uh, we got a we, we got a, a brawl favorite. Uh, started off week one, he uh, kind of divided the brawl, but he has united us. DJ Shark, do 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 do. He keeps it rolling. He gets five targets and four catches, and gets seventy six yards on and a touchdown on Thursday night football against the lifeless Tennessee Titans, and puts up thirteen and a half points. So. Lucas, what do you think? Are you still enjoying DJ Shark? I know you and I were on the – we weren't really buying in, and it took us a week or two to join Joa on the buying in train. What do we think? I love it. You know, like I said before, I'm not a big fan of the speedsters. I think DJ Shark has shown me at this point he's more than just a speedster. And as Joe pointed out a few weeks ago, I think the rapport he built with Gardner Minshew being that second and third string wide receiver has really helped him at this point because – Minshew has went away from their clear number one going into the season, which was Day-Day Westbrook, and now he's throwing the ball to DJ Chark. He's, get, he's hogging all the targets. He's making phenomenal catches. He's making Minshew look better, and uh, he's getting open in the end zone, too. He scored a touchdown every single week so far. Very yeah. impressive. I feel like you have to start this guy like every week now if you pick him up. At least at the flex. And the thing about him is that he definitely had the talent going into this season to be on the first team. But when he wasn't and he developed with Gardner Minshew and then got forced into that first team role, they flourished. And it's awesome to see because now we we know that there's a wide receiver that is actually worth using in Jacksonville. And he's 
he's been consistent thus far. I'm not going to say, oh, start this dude every week. He's a must start. At this point, yes. Going forward, I'm not 100% sure because it's still a rookie quarterback throwing to him. But at this point in the season, start him at the flex every single week until he disappoints. Well, Joe, I took your advice uh, after the first week, and I went and added him in every league that I could get my hands on him. I couldn't get him every league, but I got him in a couple. And uh, I decided last after sitting on my bench for week two, I said, week three, I'm going to trust my boy, and, and I'm going to throw him in there. And I'm very happy I trusted you. Cause Dividends, baby. Yes. Yeah. Very, so thank you to you, Joe. Great advice. We'll see how that moves on going forward. Yep. We've got a we've got a brawl favorite, you oh, know. Yeah. I you know. Oh yeah. We we like DJ Chark, you know, but there's a guy we really love, and Scary. you know, yeah. We kind of got a soft spot. I know we, you know we're not supposed to have favorites. We're not supposed to pick. He's our favorite. No, he my is sugar the favorite. He's my yeah. favorite. He is. He's grown into that for me. Terry McLaurin. Let me let me, let me just say. First wide receiver in NFL history to have five receptions and and a touchdown in each of his first three games in the NFL. So there's history for you right there. He got six catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown on that vaunted Bears defense. Granted, they might have been backing off a little there, but he he got a touchdown pass on Buster Screen. Buster Screen was blanketed on. He was right in his face. He caught fourth and one. Such a steal. Yes. Such a steal in the draft. And, like – People were just sleeping on this man because Paris Campbell also came out of Ohio State. Peace, Ohio State. It's very, very, very important to look at because he has been that number one weapon on that Redskins offense. And guess who is that uh, backup QB that we might see soon? His former QB at Ohio State. Absolutely. Huh? What connection do they have? Oh, I don't know. They played together in college for a season. That's very important. They had a lot of chemistry in college. They had a lot of chemistry coming into this year. Terry McLaurin earned that starting spot, and he's continued to earn it. And very, very, very impressed with what he's doing. We're all favorites of him here at the Fantasy Football Brawl podcast. We love to see him do this, even though it was against some of our favorite teams in the Chicago Bears. You know, Hey, man, I, I got to say, I was rooting for this guy on Monday. Like, I genuinely was rooting – like. Just watching him, I love watching him play. That yep. catch he had in the end zone is insane. There's not much else to say about the production that he's put up this thus far in this season. Yeah. It broke a record. Like, that's that's all you can say for it. And especially if you're in a keeper league or something and you have certain stipulations you have to fulfill. He probably fulfills all those, you know, a late-round draft pick. You get some quality, quality – Um, he's just a – you would get a quality receiver out of him next year and, and then for a few years, depending on what your rules are. Joe, you're over here dancing. Do you well, he said keeper league, and my eyes light up because I got him in my keeper league oh. for, free, for free, free agent waiver wire edition. Oh, for free, yeah. And I went and got him in my dynasty league for free. So oh, he's going to be a yeah. member of my fantasy team for years to come. And I'm really looking forward to it. And really it boils down to this. You All you got to really look at is on fourth and one – on Monday night, with the, with the Redskins driving to try to make a comeback, who do they go to? They went to Terry McLaurin. The rookie. And, 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 yeah. and, exactly. He's already gotten he's already gotten the trust of his coaches. You know, they may not be there very much longer, but he's shown it. He's put his skill on tape in the NFL. So he, he's. I'm I'm really really pleased that uh, we're buying in. I'm really really pleased to have him on multiple rosters 
And we're looking forward, you know, I'm going to put this out in the universe. We're looking forward to talking to Terry McLaurin at some point this year. Oh, yeah. We're going to get him. If you're out there listening, Terry McLaurin, if you're listening to the show or any of you brawl followers are listening to the show, get Terry McLaurin on here. We want to talk to him. That's our man. We hope he stays healthy, obviously. We want to continue production all year. We want to see him have the most success possible because we love what he's doing and we cannot get enough of it. Speaking of success, Joa. Oh, I think uh, you're going here now. I think we need to hear about last week's successes. Oh, uh, yeah. For one. We don't really have to talk about it because obviously something I said did not work out. Maybe a couple things I said didn't work out. I'm just going to say them right off the bat so, like, Joe doesn't have to roast me real quick. Uh, Same for you, Lucas. Mike Evans, eight receptions, 190 yards, and three touchdowns for 37 points. And Chris Godwin, who I said would have the big week. Three receptions for 40 yards. Wah, wah. Oh, man. I also predicted that Lamar Jackson would have a better week, which, I mean, he didn't have a bad week. He, he still put up 20 points, 21, actually. But, man, Mike Evans, man, you, you he gave me such a scare because he was on my opponent's team, too. And he put up 40 points, and he was up, and I had to wait till Monday Night Football to win. Oh my God! I'm pretty sure he had. I'm pretty sure he had over 100 yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. Oh, oh my God, bro! <laughs> I knew immediately. I texted Joe, and I was like, "I don't think you're winning this bet, man." I, told I was you like, that. "Oh God, I'm wearing the cap this week. I'm wearing the dunce right. cap." He's owning up to it. But yeah. Joe, there was something that all three of us agreed on last week. What was that? Well, I we asked kind of we were going through that uh, the Chiefs wide receiving core and I and we said oh Robinson or Michael Hardman or Sammy Watkins who's going to be the the you know the breadwinner and while Robinson had a pretty good game he did both Joa and Lucas predicted that Michael Hardman would have a good game and it would be yep. his week and while he only caught two passes it doesn't matter he was flying down the field he got ninety seven yards and a touchdown so I'm giving out cookies to both our experts you know. You know, Joe, you're you're sitting here lamenting that maybe you missed a few. But I don't did. don't forget. Last week Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You were the bread. You were the cookie winner. So you got to kind of give and take. Next week, you're going to pass that cap back to Lucas. I, I have a good feeling. It's going to go back and forth all year. There's kind of another uh, small discussion about Mark Andrews and uh, who, who, who oh, Hunter Hurst. And while 
neither of you uh, really are going to get a cookie or a dust cap because both guys had about the same same yeah. game. Lamar Jackson, you know, he wasn't really tracking those tight ends very well the whole game. His and, deep ball was a little off. I can't yeah, lie. It was that's a- all right. But he still had put up 21 points. And it's he hard did. when your opponent, your head-to-head opponent, was Patrick Mahomes. You're yeah. not going to win many of those head-to-head matchups, Joe. Don't beat yourself up too much. It's okay. That. You know, I made a very bold prediction. And I owned up to it, man. And that's important. I recognize how good Patrick Mahomes is. Still calling back to, like, our first show. Did not think that you should have taken him in, like, the first or second round. But it's whatever, though. What can I say? At this point, I I just – the guy is so good. I don't even know if I can fall. If you took him in the first round, you're getting almost consistently 30 points. It's just insane. It is insane. He is a machine. And this Sunday, a crazy stat that I saw today, Patrick Mahomes is going to play his first ever NFL game in a dome. Oh, God. Ever hear of such a thing? first time? In the NFL. You know, the last time he played a dome was in college. He threw for almost 600 yards and six touchdowns versus Baylor. Oh, man, I'm feeling bad for Matt Patricia. (laughs) How much sleep do you think he's getting this week? Not Not much. No. Not a lot. I don't think I would get that much sleep either if I was that ugly. Oh, gosh, oh. well, that's a perfect thing to transition off of. I got one thing to say before yeah, go we ahead. get out of here. Yeah. Joe, I think Joe can attest to this as well. Last week, we did our rookie quarterback rankings, and you were the only one that had Daniel Jones as your number one rookie QB. You get a cookie for that, my friend. You get a well, cookie for that. I just have faith in him. I saw him, you know, he wasn't ever playing with anybody any good at Duke and never, you know, no receivers were making plays, offensive line. I was letting him swallow it up. I got to be fully transparent. I had him number two behind Mason Rudolph, but I was the only one who mentioned him in the top three. And uh, what a week he had. He had what a great a week. week. And we're going to get into, uh, when we look ahead to, to next week, week four, whether we think he can keep that up or not. I'm a fan. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> one thing that surprised the hell out of me. Daniel Jones on his touchdown scramble reached 19 miles per hour. Zooming. Big, big man's got some wheels. Yeah, he does. Danny <laughs> wheels, Danny dimes. What I don't, dude. We got to come up with something better than Danny dimes. Oh, Danny dimes is good though. It's very good. Nah, dude. The Duke. He's got to be the Duke. Ooh, I like that too. Danny the Duke. Okay. I now I I want to get I want to get real with y'all. I'm very disappointed in one of the players I drafted very highly this year. And I know that the Brawl Fantasy fans know who I'm already talking about, okay? I think he's on all I of our teams. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. First two weeks, bum. 1.7, 2.7. Oh, okay, I'm not going to start him week three. Of course he scores. What? Oh, my God. Joe Mixon, you suck, dude. So, Joe, <laughs> tell, tell, our, tell our listeners what we're doing with this segment right here, starting with Joe Mixon. Give, give those people what they want. Well, he's stuck in the mud. He was stuck in the mud for the first two weeks. This is the title of the segment, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm frustrated. (laughs) You know, he's also – I don't want to get into his personal issues, but he's also not a very nice person. He he hit a woman. I know there was context there, but I'm going personal. He's let me down so much, and I'm very frustrated. I am very frustrated. Man, week one, six carries, ten yards, two receptions, seven yards. 1.7 1.7 points. Week two, 11 carries. 11? Did you say 11? Yeah, for 17 yards? Oof. Wow. 
That's great running, Joe Mixon. I'm proud of you. You sound like a star caliber third-round pick NFL running back. Can't fall forward for two yards. And three receptions for 10 yards. Give me those 2.7 points. And week three, of course, finally he gets going, averaging just over four yards a carry. 15 carries for 61 yards, two receptions for 34 yards, and one touchdown for 15 and a half points. While I started Calvin Ridley, who got me 1.1 points. Thank you, Calvin Ridley. You did say, thank you, Joe Mixon. In the defense of Joe Mixon, in the defense of the noble Joe Mixon, you did say last week that you were going to bench him, and if he had a good week this week, you would not blame him, and you would blame yourself. It's on the tape. You know, it's on the tape. We can go back to the last episode. I take it back. I, I, but it, it was not looking pretty for Mixon. Let's be honest. Like, for a while. The fourth quarter came, and it seems like they just gave their best it's offensive. garbo time. They yes. gave their best offensive player the ball. I'm not going to sh- – he's their best offensive player, I think, okay, so at the moment. Week one, eight touches. Week two, 14 touches. Week three, finally, he gets 17, 17 touches. Yeah. That's where I said he should be at. Yes, I said he, he should did. be 17, 18 touches a week. Finally gets those touches, and now look what he does. 15 and a half points, respectable running back two numbers right. that I expected from him, drafting him early yeah. in my fantasy. Yeah. Right. It was so, him, or James Conner, or like other dudes like that. I, I just want to pass this question here back to Joe. You know, with the production, with the increase in volume that Mixon has been steadily getting over the past three weeks, are you giving up on him yet? Oh, man, that's that's been a question that's been in my head uh, really since the score was posted on Sunday, wondering, what am I going to do with this guy? Do I try to tr- cast him off and trade him? Uh, I, You know, I've, I've had him in my keeper league now. I drafted him originally uh, maybe two years back when his, his rookie year. I think I'm going to stick with him. Uh, I, I think i got to give uh, the coach, Zach Taylor, a chance to uh, really use him week to week to week and, and, and really see if he's going to score. You know, I've got him play, sitting in my flex this week. Uh, I, I just – I think I'm going to play him. And I believe he's going to get out of the mud. He's playing the Steelers. You know, they've had a – they're 0-3. The, they the Bengals are 0-3. That's always yeah. a high-scoring game when they play each other. They do have a good run defense. And so I'm expecting a receiving touchdown kind of like he did last week. Maybe a bad – maybe probably four yards per attempt on the on the ground. But maybe uh, maybe he gets breaks free in the passing game. And, and can kind of get into that Steelers secondary. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sick with him, and I myself am gonna say he's getting out of the mud. So Lucas, do you think he's getting out of the mud, or, or, or is he stuck there for the rest of the year? And we should trade him while he had a big week. I'm not trading him yet. He had a good week. wasn't really, a, you know, a huge week. If I was gonna trade him, I'd wait till he finally explodes, which I think will be coming here in the next few weeks. I think he's getting out of the mud this week. So mad, so mad at this this human oh, man. Of course, I'm going to say he will get out of the mud, but that's just purely me trying to be positive. <laughs> Speaking into existence. You know, Joe Mixon, I'm going to throw you a bone this week. If you let me down, I'm cutting you. Woo! I am Ooh. cutting you. We're going to hold you to that next week. You know, if I'm going to start you at the flex. That's what, what I'm it, doing. What is, what is your cut threshold? Ten points? If he does not score more than eight points – I am cutting him. Well, speaking of that 10-point threshold, just taking it back uh, one more time to round this off, we put a poll on Sunday morning while we were debating (laughs) between ourselves if Joe Mixon was worth playing. 
We put a poll on our Twitter. You can find it at Brawl Fantasy, and we asked, will Joe Mixon score over 10 points? And it came back 52% said no. Uh, and we got about 50, 50 responses. We thank you for your responses. You. But uh, unfortunately, the 52%, you were wrong. Yep. So was I. You know, <laughs> Joe Mixon, be better. That's my mess. We can all stand behind that. Yep. Let, we, all let, have, we all have. Let's get off this track and talk about some uh, another player who will be playing in that Monday night game. James Conner has kind of had a pretty poor start to his season, let's be, let's oh, be boy, honest. Uh, week one, he scores a whopping six and a half. That's the uh, – he gets ten and a half. He clears the ten-point threshold in week two by getting in into the end zone. And week three, he's back to his – Poor performance with a 3.7. Very, uh, he, he's gotten 10 carries every week, over 10 carries every week, and he's gotten a couple receptions. He's going against the Bengals. What do we think? Is he going to be stuck in the mud the rest of the year, or uh, will he break out of it? Joe, give me what you got. Look, he's hurt. I'm going to be honest. He's hurt. And there's not much you can do with a hurt player. Um, he's obviously not 100%. There's nothing – there's nothing that will make him 100% except for time. And right now, I don't think the Steelers have time to waste sitting nope. him out a week. So he's going to have to play. And if he plays, he's going to have to be good because the Steelers are, like, they believe that they can get to the point. They have a good enough defense where they can make a run. They just need to believe in that young QB. Obviously, they're not, gonna, they're not Super Bowl contenders. And they, they haven't been for a little while now. But – James Conner has to play well, and he has not played well. I personally do not think that he will get out of the mud. I think that this week he's not going to be good. That Bengals defense, while it is awful, I just can't trust a dude with a bum leg. And James Conner right now, I'm sorry. I really like you as a player. I really, I really admire your passion for coming back to football after what you went through, but – there's not much that you can do with a hurt leg and an offensive line that's okay and a young rookie quarterback who only throws the deep ball well. That's that's my only thing. And it's disappointing because he was so good last year and he has the potential to be so good in the right like place. But right now, at, the, at this point, that place is not where he is. Lewis, yeah. what do you think? Uh, I'm going to agree with Joe here. And just for clarification, are we doing stuck in the mud just for this week or, or are we saying for like the rest of the season? No, let's say for the rest of the year. We're looking at an outlook here. These guys okay. that we, we that are on this list have shown three weeks of inconsistencies or not living up to their draft stock. So do we think they're going to start living back up to that draft stock or uh, and, and find some consistency? Yeah, the big thing with me about Connor is – I said this all offseason. I don't know if I was on the pod when I said this. I said the loss of Munchuk, coaching that offensive line, was the biggest Steelers loss they would have all year. And it yep. just looks so true. Their offensive line, it was so like it was filled with all pros two years ago. Like These guys were incredible. And now they can't open up a single hole for this guy. And I think the fact they can't do that, James Conner, in all honesty, isn't the most athletic person. You know, he's no. filled with heart. He's a great football player. That's all grand and dandy. When your offensive line's not, not – blocking heart's not gonna heart's not gonna do it there and they're not opening holes for him and I don't think he's athletic enough to, to make it on his own and I don't think he's he's gonna be out of this this mud pit for where he was being drafted a lot of people 
were drafting this guy as the you know they would take a wide receiver in the a high end wide receiver in the first round and, then and come back in the second with Connor and expect him to be an RB one and he's and not doing that. That was Hopkins, who we're going to talk about later, sure. and James Connor. Yeah, like, and it's just important. like I don't no I no, and I feel bad saying that because I love the guy, I love the way he plays, but no, I think he's stuck in the mud, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, we're not analyzing his heart. We're analyzing the production. So we, we, we do like him, I think, unanimously here on the on the fantasy brawl. But uh, I'm going to be with you guys that I think that uh, this is going to be a year-long problem. And if you drafted him at the end of that first round, beginning of the second round, I'm sorry for you uh, as an owner, and I will hope that he does better. But I agree with uh, our two fantasy experts uh, of their assessment of James Conner. We're going to go to a guy that we drafted here on our fake mock draft. Carry on Johnson, playing for the Lions, you know, he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been really great. He went 6.2, 14.8, 6.2. Now, that 14.8, I can live off that all day. I can take that every week and take it to the bank and be happy with it. But we didn't we didn't draft him for under 10. Really, that's usually my threshold. If you can get 10 or more and I can count on you for 10 or more, then I'm going to play you and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bank on that. But if you're coming in two of your three weeks under 10, right at six points, I'm going to really be starting to question things, especially in this most recent week where he got 20 carries, 20 carries for 36 yeah. yards. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's not good. Joe, we, is we he finally told him. We finally got the touches. We got the touches. Yes, this yes. week he got the touches. And what did he do? He fumbled. You know, that's can't tough. fumble as a running back in this league. No. And he scored. Which yeah, is he did find a positive. Zone. He did find the week. end zone. Saved his week. Second, second week in a row, he finds the end zone. Unfortunately, that's not enough to be where people had him this year. People had him as a high-end flex play, mid-tier RB2. And I think that's where he is. And I thought that he had the chance to become one of the best running back twos in the league this year. Probably next year had a chance to be an RB1. Not, I don't know. I currently think that he does get out of the mud. I think the Detroit Lions offense has looked really good, but I do think that they have to balance more because it's been not, he hasn't been getting the touches and then they finally give him the touches, but then they forget about some of their other vital players, like their tight ends. TJ Hawkinson was really good. We totally forgot about him. So I don't know. There's been a couple penalties that have really hurt that Lions offense. Uh, one that took away a TJ Hawkinson touchdown and one that, you know, scaled back an entire carry on Johnson large run. So I do think that there, that he does get out of the mud. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. And um, it's kind of the opposite of what I said last time. Uh, I think the lines are, are kind of figuring out what their offensive identity is. You know, I thought this year they're going to try and run the ball more than ever that it really hasn't proven true, but Matthew Stafford has looked uh, pretty good out there actually. But the thing about carry on Johnson is that um, he does have that athletic ability. He has that athletic ability and the vision. We saw the, the fantastic run he had last week. Yeah, I, I think he'll get out of the mud eventually. It's a little bit slower than we would like, but yes, I, I like carry on to get, get himself out of this jam here. Well, that's great analysis from our experts. Let's move to probably the highest drafted running back on this list, Todd Gurley. He, if you drafted him, yes, you were aware of the knee, in, the knee issues, the arthritis, but you probably drafted him at the end, at the end of the first round or, or right smack in the middle of the first round. He's gone. He has got that 10-point threshold two weeks, 10.1 and 12.7 the first two. But last week against the, the Browns, he went 4.3. I'm concerned about him personally. 
I, I wonder really about the usage. I know Lucas has said that they're doing the reverse strategy of last year, eased them into the year so they can pound them later in the year. What do you guys think? Luke, uh, Lucas, is he getting out of the mud? Is he going to be somebody that's going to start living up to his draft stock? You know, I don't think he'll live up to his draft stock because I think he was being drafted kind of way too early. Um, I, I'm sticking by with what I said that by the end of the year, he will be, you know, in those last few weeks, he'll be a top 10 running back. But honestly, some of this is also attributed to bad luck. I think the Rams are honestly, someone pointed this out, that they alternate their drives with their running backs. And every time they get near the goal line, guess who's in the game? It's always Malcolm Brown because he's always on that drive when they get to the goal line. So he's getting all the touches. And that's just pure luck, in my opinion. And some of that's going to start to go Gurley's way. So I'm going to say he'll get out of the mud, but that's going to be more of a, a, a playoff time push, fantasy playoff time. I do not think he gets out of the mud. I'm going to disagree. My reasoning why is that Malcolm Brown has shown that he is able to make the plays that the Rams need him to make. And he has done more than they have asked of him. And that's what the Rams are looking for right now. They're looking for a player who's going to go above and beyond. And Gurley right now is just at that level. He's at that steady level. You can't see my hand right now, but I'm balancing it. So, you know, he's just fine. Like, he was special. Right now, he's fine. And fine is not good enough for where he was drafted. I agree. He's stuck in the mud. There's nothing else to say about it. I'm sorry to all these people who drafted him late first round, early second round. I don't trust him. And I don't think you can trust him. And I think that Malcolm Brown is the running back that you're going to want to have on your fantasy team for the rest of the year from the Rams offense. I'm excited to see Malcolm Brown when he, when he gets out of that system or, or if they re-sign him to be the, the workhorse. I'm excited to see Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Malcolm Brown be a workhorse somewhere. somewhere. I wouldn't play either of them this week. No. They're playing the Bucks defense, which we talked about earlier, has been excellent at shutting down the run. Probably Sean McVay is going to scheme something up because he's a genius. But at the same time, I don't know if either of them are at the point where they're able to make the necessary place to, you know, score those points that you desperately need as a fantasy owner. Well, I think I agree with you, Joe. I, I, I'm concerned about Todd Gurley. Let's fly through these last couple guys. We got three receivers and two tight ends to talk about being stuck in the mud. We got Stefan Diggs, the Vikings number two guy. He went 3.7, 8.9, and 1.5 and on his first three weeks. Pretty lackluster to me. The 8.9, he got off one catch by getting in the end zone against the Packers, a 49-yard catch. I'm concerned about him. Is he going to be able to get out of the mud and be effective this year? Lucas? I'm going to say no. And my main reasoning is not from a talent standpoint. It's from a pure standpoint that 
The Vikings' new offensive identity is giving Dalvin Cook the football and running Dalvin Cook the whole game. That guy has been a monster for them. Their offensive line looks good. And Kirk Cousins, pure and simply, has not looked good. And when he does throw the ball, he's always throwing to Adam Thielen. So poor Stephon Diggs over here is getting no love. I think the guy's super talented. And now this news is coming out that he's possibly requesting a trade. So the only way he gets out of the mud is if he gets traded. Yeah, that's I exactly. I agree with you 100%. I hope he gets traded. I hate to see talent like this get wasted with a poor quarterback who only throws to white receivers. Wait, why? I didn't say that. Okay, <laughs> let's move on from what I just said. Anyway, you know, there's not much to say about it. Stefan Diggs, he's very passionate about what he does. We've seen that he draws penalties for being so passionate about scoring and helping his team win. Some team that trades for him, hopefully, is going to get an amazing player. And I think that it's very important to realize right now that Dalvin Cook is that focal point of the offense. But I would not start anybody on that Vikings offense except maybe Adam Thielen this week. Maybe. They're, they're playing the Bears. So, yeah. Well, we got a, we got a wide receiver who last year clocked in in the top three of fantasy wide receivers. And we drafted him on our uh, mock draft, uh, much to my chagrin. Devontae Adams, he's clocked in for 3.6, 10.6, and 5.6. Not what you want from a wide receiver one. The first wide receiver that we drafted on the list, basically. Joa, is Devontae Adams going to get going? Is he going to live up to his draft stock and get out of the mud? Yeah, 100%. I think that the Packers are realizing that they have other weapons on that on that offense as well. Yeah, MBS and, is outscoring him so far this yeah. year. So once other teams realize that they have to cover MBS – they're going to forget to double coverage uh, Devontae Adams and he'll get open and Aaron Rodgers will find him and he will find him in the end zone and he's going to be fine. I trust it hundred percent. I'm very excited for what he's going to do this week against that awful Eagles secondary Thursday night football is going to be a blast, probably a high scoring game unless the Packers defense goes very, very hard and shuts down this Eagles offense, which has looked okay. Not they're amazing. They're going to be pissed. Yeah, they just lost to the Lions. So, you know, who knows at this point? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to say, yes, Devontae Adams is going to get out of the mud. The Packers, another team, they don't right now. Their offensive identity is kind of lacking. And it's weird to say with a team with Aaron Rodgers, they're only averaging about 20 points a week. And, um, you know, Rodgers is Rodgers. But from a fantasy perspective, he really hasn't done much. And no one on the Packers offense has done much. You know, Adam Jones has looked good in fantasy. You know, maybe the rushing numbers on paper weren't good, but he's getting in the end zone, and that's where all their touchdowns are going. Once they get this thing figured out, Rodgers loves Devontae Adams. I think this is going to be a late-season explosion for this man, and, and he'll pay off if you make that far yep. into the season. It just stinks that you dra- some people drafted him so high, and he hasn't produced up to this point. Well, that'll be something for all of us to watch here on the Fantasy Brawl. We're gonna, the last wide receiver on the list is Mr. 99, Mr. DeAndre Nuke Hopkins. Uh, week one, he exploded. He did exactly what you wanted week one with 23.1 points, getting into the end zone twice and clearing 100 yards. But the last two weeks, he's gone slow, uh, which makes me concerned as an owner in my keeper league. He's gone four points and 6.7. I know it's a small sample size, only three weeks. Lucas, will he get out of the mud and get back to that 23-ish range, that bomb wide receiver that I really want? Yeah, he's too good not to. And it's so weird to see DeAndre Hopkins get shut down two weeks in a row. It really just doesn't happen that much. I think he's the best wide receiver in football. He does it all. Fantastic football player. 
this week will be an interesting matchup because James Bradbury's very underrated corner on the Panthers. But again, I think Hopkins is too talented. He's going to get his this week and, and for the rest of the year. I, yeah, he's going to get out of the month. And he's a good quarterback throwing to him too, which is just a bonus. I'm actually a little skeptical of DeAndre Hopkins. And there's only a couple reasons why I'm skeptical. And one of those reasons is his hands haven't been where they, they usually are. He's dropped a bunch of passes. And he hasn't looked like the DeAndre Hopkins from last year or the previous years. I do think that he's going to find his way to get his touches and his yards. What I'm worried about is his red zone targets because they really haven't been there much this year because the Texans have been absolutely dog shit in the red zone. So they don't have a running game either. Like Carlos Hyde is fine and all. He's been okay. I like that he's having like a career resurgence type thing going on. But if you know that you can stop the run automatically, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get shut down a little bit. Joe, are you telling me that Duke Johnson was drafted way too high in a lot of drafts? Oh, yes, I am telling you that. <laughs> you know, they're not even playing him, really. He's, <laughs> he's probably really mad. Honestly, he should get a lot more playing time. But he's probably pissed the fuck off. I, he, like, he, he's all right. People way overhyped okay. in draft yeah. season. I he's, thought that was funny. He's a nice pass-catching running back, and he's got the talent to be, like, an okay starter. And he definitely is, like, fantasy viable if the Texans decided to play him. But they don't. So, anyway, I'm 50-50 on DeAndre Hopkins. Right. I'm neither. I'm in the middle. We'll mark it down, 50-50. We got two two tight ends. If you drafted George Kittle, you were expecting him to be in that one, two, and three tight end, kind of vying to push Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey as a tight end, you know, get to get into that top tight end. But through three weeks, he's only amassed a whopping 15 points. He hasn't got into the end zone, and he's he hasn't cleared 60 yards in any of his games so far. He's got a bye week to get right, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, Lucas, will he get out of the mud and start living up to that draft stock? Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I I was one of the people that he was one of my keepers in my one league because I drafted him really late last year and he was eligible for that spot. But the uh, I don't know. It's so weird. It's such a weird predicament because last year I think he had two or three backup quarterbacks throwing him the ball and that was their main guy. This year with Garoppolo back, he's spreading the ball around a lot more. Shanahan has three running backs who are all all getting the ball, so there's too many mouths to feed in this offense even though these mouse aren't nearly as talented as Kittle. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit worried. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he's stuck in the mud. I think he'll have his breakout weeks, but I think they will be sporadic and nothing really consistent. Hey, hot take right here. Nick Mullins should be starting for the San Francisco 49ers. Hey man, they're three and oh, they're three and oh, I'm they're three and oh off of the luckiest bullshit I've ever seen. Their first three weeks have been completely locked. Their running backs have been the only part of their team that's been playing well. Like, they don't deserve Their defense, too. Their defense. Okay, it's been fine. Nick Mullins fed George Kittle. Yeah, he did. He fed him, and George Kittle was a beast. He broke the record for tight end yards. Man, Jimmy G, you're fine, but you're not Nick Mullins. You're not worth the money. You're not Nick Mullins. Like, that's just how it is, man. Free Nick Mullins, give him the starting job. You know, that's just me, though. We got one more tight end on our list, and this is uh, the juice man, O.J. Howard. Drafted around the fourth and fifth, sixth tight end 
but he has done almost nothing. Through three weeks, he has seven points on your league. He went zero targets in week two, zero points. Oh, man. Is he going to be stuck in the mud all year, Joa? Me yelling trade him earlier was to the uh, Bucks because please trade that man. He needs to be traded. So um, underutilized. Don't use him. And there are plenty of other teams that would be like, oh, my God, this athletic freak who's going to torch defenses is being underutilized in Tampa Bay. Please let me have this man on my team. I'm talking to you, Chicago Bears. What's there to say? OJ Howard, unless he gets traded, he is not moving, and he is going to be underutilized. I hope he gets traded for his sake and for fantasy football's sake. Yeah, this this man is not only stuck in the mud, he is buried in the mud. I, I am sorry, OJ. Bruce Arians does not utilize his tight ends well. Never has, and it's not there. You know, last week they might have tried and forced him the ball a little bit because they felt bad for him. He's literally done absolutely nothing this whole year. But with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin there just getting every other target, splitting with each other, yeah, no, O.J. Howard, I'm sorry, but you you are not going to add him up this year. Well, that's going to be a new segment and give us another list of names of people to watch and kind of see what our experts, uh, how their opinions develop over the year. Let's move into the money section of the of the episode tonight. The DraftKings part where Lucas Berry gets in and makes our listeners money. He gets there. He's, he, he's, he's got one goal. I mean, he works hard. He studies. He, he's got one goal. He wants to make you guys money. So he knows what he's doing. Exactly. Last week he went about 150-ish on his, on his roster. Week before he went about 170-ish. So listen up. Everybody, this is the segment where if you've been kind of, you know, having the podcast on in the background, this is the point to, to wake up because this is where we're making you money. Lucas, take us yeah. and make our listeners some money. This is this is where we bank up the bricks, trip because this is where we get when that cash. Yeah, last week we had an all right week. We scored 150. We we boomed on our, our boom players and we bust on our bust players, but we got to that about 150 threshold, which will normally win you money. My big thing with this is I'm trying to give people a very steady lineup. I'm not giving you you know, the $1 entry to win a million dollars, like those big hitters. I'm giving you the lineups where you'll play in smaller pools and have a more consistent scoring week where you'll we'll try and get you to around that 150 mark, which will normally win you money. I'm starting off with my man, Russell Wilson. He's playing the Arizona Cardinals this week, opponent ranked 31st in the NFL. So the second easiest defense to play against. Wilson's coming off a huge week, and this guy's just been playing out of his mind the first few weeks. He's been incredible. My running backs, I'm going with two – more mid-tier running backs. I'm going with Devontae Freeman again and Josh Jacobs. I know Joa has not liked Freeman so far. They I don't got him. Like these dudes, I can't. I they've can't got. Lie, man. They got Freeman more involved last week, and I was very close. I was very close to putting Austin Eckler in here, who was a pretty penny. He was three thousand dollars more. He's playing the Miami Ooh. Dolphins. My receivers are stacked, though. Wait till you hear this line. So I'm going with Freeman. He's playing the Titans. Five thousand dollars, not bad. They are ranked 22nd in the league against the run. So good matchup there. Josh Jacobs, 5,100. He's coming off a week where he was sick. He had an injury. He lost 10 pounds. He's going to be back to normal this week. The Colts are the 25th ranked run defense in the league. So another good matchup. My three receivers, I got Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, and our man Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Terry! Terry! Keenan Allen is going to eat against this Dolphins secondary. Oh, yeah. This man has probably been the best wide receiver in the league this year. He's 7,600, which isn't even the most expensive on DraftKings. 
So I'm taking that all day. My man Tyler Lockett, another guy who's been eating all year. I'm pairing him up with Russell Wilson versus that weak secondary. Double points. Tyler Lockett is faced. They are 28th in the NFL against the pass. So give me Tyler Lockett. Terry McLaurin is a mere $4,500. He's playing the 30th ranked pass defense in the league in the New York Giants. This could be a monster week for this guy. He's already played really well. This is going to be a week he explodes versus his defense. My tight end and my flex are just as good. I'm going with Evan Ingram versus that horrible Washington secondary which we saw on Monday night. Evan Ingram is basically a wide receiver playing tight end. This guy is an animal. He is one of Daniel James' favorite targets. We saw Sterling Shepard a little bit last week, but without Saquon Barkley, give him more targets. There is no one on that team can cover him. And my flex, this guy, I think is, I think he's going to have such a big week. Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup's matchup yeah. with this Tampa Bay secondary. Cooper Cup has just co- almost completely took Robert Woods out of fantasy this year. Like, Cooper Cup is the man on the LA Rams. Am I it's right? It's what happened last year for like the first couple of weeks until he got hurt. Yeah. Like, he is the is. man. He's stealing all my value for Robert Woods. <laughs> and then with our defense, I'm going to Houston Texans. They're playing the Panthers, so they have a semi, semi-hard matchup. I think the Texans have a good enough rundy that they'll be able to merely slow down Christian McCaffrey, which is a near impossible task. And then I just think they're going to make Kyle Allen beat him, and, and we'll see what the kids got. He looked good last week, but we'll see. One change people can make is if they didn't like Tyler Lockett, they could swap him out for Larry Fitzgerald and throw in the Bears defense in there. So there's a little switcheroo. How do you guys feel about this lineup? I used all the money, basically. Uh See, the thing that I would do is I would take out uh, the Texans defense because I'm a Kyle Allen supporter. Um, I like the dude. I think he's going to be good. Here, and- let, me, let me give you some options. Ravens, Texans, Colts versus Oakland, Chiefs versus Detroit, Falcons versus Tennessee, Broncos versus Jacksonville. I thought that could be a matchup we liked. See, who are the Ravens playing? They're playing the Browns. Okay, so give me the Ravens defense, please. Baker Mayfield has not looked great this year. Let's just be honest. Also, Josh Jacobs is sick, dude. Like, you can't lose 10 pounds and then be back to normal in one week. It's water weight. Take him out. Take him out. It's water weight. Take him out. You'll be wearing the – this is our dunce cap for the week. Take him out. Okay, fine. Josh Jacobs is not going to have a good week. Same with the Devontae Freeman. Hey, define good before, before we go. You define, define good. good. You're the judge. Okay. Uh, he will You're not the mediator. Have, okay, they will both each have not more than 50 yards. Total yards. Uh, Points-wise is kind of what I was meaning. For, oh, me, yeah. for, for me, if you get over 12, you, you know, that's, 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 okay. you're having a fine week. He's going to have at most eight points. Both of them. Each both. of them are going to have eight each. Yeah, at most. There, Devontae Freeman has looked awful. There's, like, no other way to say it. And the same thing about Josh Jacobs. He's looked good Dude, for, he, like, a couple weeks and then got sick. And that's the thing I'm worried about. Freeman, uh, Freeman had 16 for 88 last week. So he was averaging yeah, Freeman almost – Freeman got himself going a little bit. He almost had five yards of carry if he got in the end zone. Like, he had a solid week if he got in the end zone. That's 18 points there. That's the difference maker. I don't that's, know. Why, yeah. that's why I like Jacobs so much. It's just – He's one of those guys who get you two, three, four touchdowns just because the Raiders love giving him the ball. I don't know, man. We'll see. I'm going to stake it. I love Kyle Allen this week. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. And I also wanted to say that I was kind of confused why you didn't pick a Packers wide receiver. Um, uh, I, I don't include – this is Sunday and Monday. 
only. Oh, okay. No, no Thursday. No, I'm not doing Thursday because normally this drops on fr- Thursday or Friday. So okay, there's no yeah, guarantee. Yeah. I'm at, I'm at. Um, yeah, I mean that's who I would have tried to target. But since that's not an option, I'm very excited to watch these games this Sunday. And you know, one of the questions that I know a lot of people are probably having right now is why would I spend big money on Russell Wilson? And the reason is is because he's been absolutely on fire. Like Lucas said, there's nothing else to say. He has those offensive weapons now. I think he's found his chemistry with his tight end. DK Metcalf is a freaking tank. He's going to be really good this week. And he has his legs, you know. I'm I'm speechless. He's going to be really good. Dude, he hasn't he hasn't turned the ball over once this year. It's nope. incredible. It's my my question is to to you, Lucas. When you're setting this lineup, who did you pick? For, did you pick Russell Wilson first because of his matchup and kind of fit the lineup around Russell Wilson, or did you pick somebody else and kind of fit the lineup around them? You know what? I no exactly. You hit it on the head. I I picked Russell Wilson because I, I really liked his matchup, and I was honestly shocked he was outside of the top five quarterbacks for who they're playing. You know, the top five were Mahomes, who's going to have a great week every week, and he's probably widely owned across DraftKings. There's going to be, he's going to be in so many lineups. Lamar Jackson's second on there. He's playing the Browns, who have a, a pretty good secondary. you got Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, Phillip Rivers in front of him. You know, with, with the matchup and the price that you're getting for Russell Wilson. I mean, Phillip I Rivers is the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm just saying, to have Russell Wilson cheaper than six value. guys there is you know, crazy. Very nice value. Get that man on your DraftKings yeah. lineup. And you he, heard it here from Lucas. He That's adds funny. those rushing yards, too. Like, Rivers isn't giving you rushing yards. Nope. nope. He's so dynamic with the football. It's very important. Listen to Lucas. Listen to him about DraftKings stuff. Not always <laughs> about the other stuff. That's just our little rivalry. I'm just kidding. Always listen to us. We know what we're talking about. We've been fantasy players for a long, long time. It's very important to make sure that you can make the best bang for your buck in DraftKings. Obviously, do not spend too much money. It can get addicting. We want to make sure that anybody who's addicted to gaming gets help and make sure that you seek out the attention that you need for that. And also, do not spend over $100 in a season. I think that that should be a cap on a a limit because if you spend more than that, you're just digging yourself into a hole. Joe, I like that. Uh, I, I like that disclaimer. We want to make sure our listeners are making money and not losing money. It, yep. Fantasy is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be something that uh, puts you into a hole and changes your life in a negative aspect. Let's look ahead. Let's keep keep going on our look ahead for Week Four. I've got a couple of questions. I know you might, you guys might too. Uh, but I want to start with the rookie sensation, the number six overall draft pick that everyone hated. What are the Giants doing, Daniel Jones? I can't believe it. He goes out his first week, he hits 34 points. He is shredding hey the Bucks. He's running, he's throwing. Now, and this is all without without Golden Tate. And his star running back goes out with injury. So I want to know, is this repeatable against the Redskins without Saquon Barkley? No Golden Tate for suspension. So he's looking at Sterling Shepard. He's looking at Evan Ingram. What do you guys think? Is this repeatable for Daniel Jones for next week and for the future? I mean – I was really high on him originally coming out of college. And then like I watched a lot of film on him and kind of psyched myself out. And I feel dumb for that because he's looked, he looked really good and he's playing a bad defense this week. And for the rest of the season, I'm very excited to see what he has to do. Yeah. Uh, week one, I just saw a guy who was oozing with confidence and 
I think it's going to carry over week to week. You know, he's going to, he's going to hit his rookie wall eventually when they start getting some tape on him. Yeah. Um, but he's so athletic and, and he has the arm talent. Like you said, I liked him a lot out of college and I think the media psyched everyone up a little bit. So I kind of second guessed myself and, and I'm mad I did. I saw something in this kid coming out and, and he looked good week one. I'm, I'm excited to keep watching him play and I'm excited for Giants fans. Yeah. yeah. It gives, them find, so, gives them some hope. It, it gives them a, a quarterback who's not just on his deathbed. He gets oh. to learn from like one of the only people who has ever like consistently beaten Tom Brady in his career. And if you can beat Tom Brady consistently and like you have two rings to prove it, that's something very important that I'm sure Daniel Jones really looks up to. Yeah. And it seems like he handles adversity well, especially with all the draft commotion going up against him and just, you know, how he handled it and then just going in last week and balling out. So good to see that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So the question, the traditional question every week, I know you may be tired of talking Dolphins, but here it comes again. What charger will feel the Dolphins effect the most this weekend? The question is up on our Twitter poll. It'll be up till Sunday at 12, right at kickoff. Last week, the Dallas defense received the most votes. However, they finished last out of the four options on the poll. Dak Prescott, Joe is mad, Dakota Rain. Led yeah. scoring out of the four with 24 and a half. So really none of them got that extra jolt from playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins looked a little better. Is the Dolphins effect over? The four options this week are Phillip Rivers, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and of course the Chargers defense. Joe, what you got? Well, I'm, I, hmm, I don't think the effect is over uh, because that defense is like awful. Terrible. But as long as like if Josh Rosen can stay healthy, I think that offense is going to take up a little bit more time of possession, which is going to keep their defense less tired. And so this week they are playing an amazing offensive team. I think that Austin Eckler will have the biggest impact on this game as a member of the Los Angeles Chargers. He has looked absolutely insane over the first couple of weeks of the season. And it's very important that you start this man. Start Austin Eckler. Yeah. No matter what. I was torn between Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. And obviously I went with Keenan Allen in draft game because he was a lot cheaper. Um, But this is still a tough question for me. Just with going back to what we saw the Cowboys do, I'm going to go with Keenan Allen just because I think he – wide receiver has an easier ability to break a big play as opposed to a running back. You know, you're running downfield. If you have your guy beat, you're going to score a lot of points on that play. I'm going to go with that. I think everyone on that Chargers offense is in for a big week, though. I you got to add are... one thing. Go ahead. For any fantasy football players out there who are looking for a sneaky waiver wire pickup, look at Preston Williams on the Dolphins. This guy has quietly put up double-digit points in the first three weeks of the season. You might be saying, who the hell is that? Yeah, I barely knew him either. Colorado State. He's a solid player, and they like throwing the ball. They don't have many people to throw the ball to. I think he's had over 10 points in all three weeks. So, name yep. to watch out for. I agree. Let's finish up these questions quick so we can get to you guys' mailbag questions. I know that we're all excited for Vikings Bears this Sunday. Dalvin Cook, 100 yards or more this week? I'm going to say no because Bears defense. I'm going to put and- an asterisk next to that. If Akeem Hicks does not play, I think Dalvin Cook will have his 100 yards. Oh, I, I don't think so. I think that regardless, the interior pressure from the backups, like Roy Robertson-Harris, and I just think that it's too much, especially with Mack off the outside 
and Leonard Floyd also playing well. I hope he plays because he got a little shaken up. That defense is sick. They're yeah. not much. I'm playing someone in my in my one league who's been talking a lot of a lot of smack about Dalvin Cook and how good he's been because he took him way early in the first round. We all laughed at him, but this week uh, I'm probably gonna be watching the game with this guy. So I am just I, I am praying he is wrong. Dalvin Cook just kind of has a bad week here. That being said, you can't sit the guy. He's too good. All it takes is one big run. I think it really depends if Akeem Hicks plays this week. I think Dalvin Cook might struggle a little bit. Uh, I think I'm in the, the boat with Lucas. He's gone over 100 yards every week. He's gotten into the end zone every week. And, you know, we all watch the Bears. I, I, I think that they struggle a little bit when they get punched in the mouth right up front, right through the middle. And and, and not last year, but the, through the first three weeks, I, I've noticed some cracks in, in right up the middle. And I think the Vikings, their game plan will be to run first and take the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands so he and Khalil Mack do not have to decide the game. Uh, I'm concerned. I, I I think Dalvin Cook will clear his 100 yards. The trick will be keeping him out of the end zone. Yep. The last question for the week uh, is something that developed late today. Melvin Gordon, he called the Chargers. He said, I'm, t- I'm done. I need some money. I need a game check. I need to start cashing in. I'm broke, basically. Somebody pay me. He, and he you, should be, uh, dude, he should be listening to my DraftKings lineup. Yep. That, is, yeah. that is the one guy I would advise to put thousands of dollars on my DraftKings lineup. Well, he, 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 he's hurting for some money. And uh, if he was following you, Lucas, he could probably afford to stay out for another few weeks yep. and try to get that big money twist in the Chargers' arm. But the Chargers didn't budge. And so that leads to this. Austin Eckler's been the running back number four for the first three weeks. So he scored high, high, high points. Do you trade him if you're an Austin Eckler owner? Are you concerned with the value? Will he take – he obviously is going to lose some, some, some attempts, some usage when Melvin Gordon comes back. He's not coming back this week for week four, but he's coming. For, he's probably going to get in there week five and beyond. Fantasy experts, help me out. If I'm an Austin Eckler owner, what do I do? I think he's still one of the best flex plays in the league if Melvin Gordon comes back and he's similar to his last year self. I think he's still one of the best flex players in the league because they're not giving him all the touches immediately. He, has, he, he broke their trust to some degree. We don't know how much he broke their trust, but he definitely did. And so now it's very important to realize that Austin Eckler is still going to get his share of the stuff. It's going to be a little bit like what they have going on now, but I feel like it's more balanced because right now it's majority Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson's getting a bunch of carries in there too. But once Melvin Gordon gets back, I think that it's going to be like a 60-40 Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon for the first couple of weeks and we'll see how it develops from there. But just be weary that Melvin Gordon is coming back. If you get an insane offer for Austin Eckler right now, I'd take it. But unless I'm not actively trying to shop him. Yeah. It's a big thing. I would say if you have Eckler and Gordon, hold on to them both. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how a guy coming off a holdout, you know, you don't know what kind of shape he's in. Melvin Gordon does have some injury history there. So if you have them both, I would hold on to them. I would say I would also regularly hold on to Austin Eckler if you had him solo, but maybe hang him out there, dangle in front of a few people, see what the trade market is. I mean, if there's some people, some person is going to give you incredible value, you got to take it. You know, some person is maybe not as informed or whatever, you got to take it. But I agree with Joe. I said, I think he'll be a flex play week in and week out. Even when Gordon comes back, you'll, you might see Austin Eckler split out a little bit. He's just one of those explosive players and they want to get the ball to him. So, He'll still get his 10 to 12 touches, and he's so explosive. He'll, he'll have some big plays in there. So, yeah, definitely a flex play moving forward when Gordon comes back. 
Well, if you did draft off Snekler, there's a high chance you got him late in the draft. So you're not counting on him to be that RB1, RB2. He's kind of just additional usage. So he's been a bonus for what he's given you so far. I definitely agree with our experts. Hold on to him. See what happens. Melvin Gordon might be susceptible to a soft tissue injury. He might, like Joe said, have broken their trust and might have to work his way back in there. I like what, what our experts have said so far, especially on this topic. We're going to go and, and talk about the mailbag. We only got two questions this week, so you both get to weigh in. Usually we go one at a time. There's two questions. Hurricane Harry from our mailbag on Twitter, at BigDitka89, clever. Who should, who should I start at oh. flex in my PPR? I think we know where we're going, but I'm going to give our, chance, our guys a chance to weigh in. Miles Sanders, running back at Green Bay tomorrow night. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver, Detroit Lions versus Kansas City. Or our man, Terry McLaurin, at New York Giants. Lucas, who you got? McLaurin. I'm not yep. going against this guy, especially versus this defense. I would honestly give it consideration if McLaurin wasn't playing the Giants, but he's playing the Giants this week. Yep. And we just saw what Mike Evans, the number one receiver on the Buccaneers, did last week. Let's see what the number one receiver on the Redskins does this week. He's 0-3. He's looking for a win. He's a competitor. Let's do it. Terry McLaurin is going to have a great week this week. Mark it down. It's either it's either McLaurin or Galladay. And like, I like Galladay a lot versus the Chiefs. Yeah, you should not be starting Miles Sanders. You should not even give a thought to that. Like, that Packers defense is too good to start Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders isn't even getting that much, that many touches to begin with. And, you know, he's returning punts and kickoff. Like, what? What? No. Okay. Kenny Galladay, I like him a lot in this matchup. But not as much as I like Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry hours only, baby. F1. The F1 McLaren. This week. This is the week. He's gonna I think he's gonna have his biggest week to date this this upcoming fourth week of the NFL season. Well, he's in every lineup that I have him in my league. So I I, I am all on the, the train for Terry McLaurin. We already touched on this last question yep. a little bit, but Tony T at Tony Tram seventy five says, who is a better pickup, Jeffrey Wilson or Wayne Gallman? I'm going to say Wayne Gallman. I think that he's going to be the running back, the only running back in that uh, Giants offense. And, you know. For uh, now, at least. Yeah, Wilson shares a backfield with, like, two or three other guys. And so I'm definitely going to go Wayne Gallman. Um, I already said why earlier. But just keep in mind that – you know, they're not that great off uh, options, yeah. either of them. Yeah, well, my, my big thing about Jeff Wilson is I don't really think he's even pickup worthy. Yes, he had two touchdowns in each of the past two weeks. So, yes, he has four touchdowns in two weeks. He's getting goal line touches right now. Yeah, I get it. He's not getting many other touches el- elsewhere. The big thing about that 49ers backfield is Tevin, they're on a bye week this week. Tevin Coleman is very close to return. He's going to re- resume his RB1 step right back into that role, knocks everyone else down the depth chart. So there's actually a rumor that Jeffrey Wilson won't even be dressed for games. He'll be a healthy scratch once Tevin Coleman comes back because then they'll have Coleman, Bereda, and uh, Raheem. They'll have Mozart back there. Uh, <laughs> Mozart. So, <laughs> so Coleman's, Coleman's going to get that goal line work. Bereda will be his usual tiny self, and then, uh, and then Mozart will be there back to spell the two. So, yeah, I don't think Jeffrey Wilson is, is fantasy worthy. Thank you guys for the mailbag questions, by the way, and we will answer as many as you send them each and every week. Now I'm going to send it off to my main man, Joe, over here, and he's going to take us to the promised land. Here you go, man. 
Well, it was a great episode this week. Our, our fantasy experts brought it. They, they, they watch football every week with our listeners in mind, and they come prepared to talk and discuss, you know, whatever topic we, we throw at them, they're ready for it. We thank you all for joining us this week on the Fantasy Brawl Podcast. We appreciate our listeners. We're nothing without y'all. We work hard to be informed for you. Tonight, we reviewed some week three. We took some inventory and predictions of, that our experts made last week. We talked about some guys who have started off pretty slow, started off stuck in the mud. Some will get out, and some will stay stuck all year. We'll watch out for that. We'll monitor as the year goes on who's getting out of that mud. Lucas, he gave us his winning DraftKings lineup. He's making our listeners money. That's what he's here for, and that's what drives him and makes him passionate to be on this podcast and make you guys some money. We looked looked ahead at week four. We discussed some storylines coming down, and we answered a couple of questions from our listeners in our mailbag. Please go follow our experts on Twitter. Joe Rosen can be found at, at 72 Strobe Bro. You ready for the MLB playoffs? Your Astros is going to take Oh, off. yes, I am very ready. Zach Greinke almost threw a no-hitter tonight, but it wasn't what it is. And go follow Lucas Berry at LBerry underscore 40. He had some hard times getting on the episode tonight, but he wanted to make it happen. So we appreciate Lucas getting through some car trouble and making it happen for our listeners. These guys watch football with you in mind. And we really appreciate what they do. Go follow our podcast on Twitter at Brawl Fantasy, B-R-A-W-L-F-A-N-T-A-S-Y. Vote on our Twitter poll. The Dolphins poll, the Dolphins effect poll will be up till Sunday. So get your voices out there. There's 26 uh, responses now, and I expect at least 26 more. We also will have T-shirts available all through our Twitter. Yeah. Uh, they look they look sweet. So we want to thank our guys at the, the Network Brawl for hooking us up with some T-shirts. We love answering your last-minute questions on Twitter uh, on Sundays, setting your lineups, you're, you're wavering back and forth. We love interacting with our listeners on Twitter. So follow us, at Brawl Fantasy. I'm Joe Gaither. I'm on the Twitter machine, at Joe Gaither, number six. It's been a pleasure to join you guys. It's been a pleasure to be with Joe and Lucas this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We're wishing all our listeners victory in their fantasy matchups this week. We'll catch y'all next week. And uh, somebody put a spotlight out for Terry McLaurin. We'll we'll, we'll find it and we'll we'll, we'll, uh, get in contact with him soon. Choo-choo! Peace. Right right there's the McLaurin train leaving the station, baby. Oh, yeah.